welcome back to the podcast. This is Paint the Town Dead. I am 0.5 of your host, Caitlin. And I'm the other 50% of your host, Andrew. We're so glad you came back to us. Uh, we hope you had a great week. It's been one week since you left What's happening? It's a song. I know it's a song. Oh, okay. Why is it happening? Well, because I said... Why that song? I was say it's been one week and then, then, that came, then that came, then that happened. All right. Is that Bare Naked Ladies? I don't know. B&L? <laughs> as they call them? <laughs> as, as they're popularly known by? Yeah. No. Canada's number one export. Is it? Are you really from Canada? I think that's right. Oh. Let's hope so. <laughs> Canadians, Look. tell us what's up. Or just do a Google search. It's fine. Yeah, it's whatever. It's whatever. No, the best export from Canada would be the national treasure of Ryan Reynolds. Oh, I thought you were going to say the Mountie. The what? The Mountie. Like the Royal Canadian Mountain Police? Specifically the wrestler from the 90s, oh, the Mountie. Jeez. Oh, my God. He had a very dumb song. Well, I bet it's like the Canadian... Almost said alma mater. That's not the word I'm looking for. <laughs> Canadian what? What's the national anthem? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> alma mater. Whatever. I'm fine with referring to national anthems as alma maters from now on. I mean, it's basically the same thing, right? So, sort of. I mean, essentially. I think. What well, does alma mater mean? Uh, mater means mother. Oh, does it? Yeah, because the Dura Mater. Wait, I may have made that up. Okay. Well, you know. What? You can Google that. Yeah. Okay. Too much effort. Yeah. I I do like the idea of the alma mater. <laughs> <laughs> we, well, then you know, if you have an alma mater, then you also need a fight song. What's the Canadian fight song? Oh, gosh. Is uh, it the song by B&L that we just said? That's it. You got that's it. That's the Canadian fight song. <laughs> that's the one. It would actually probably be Bret Hart's theme song. Just, just going to throw that one out there. Is that the Mountie guy? No, that's a different guy. Oh, what is Bret it? Hart is an actual, he's an actual popular wrestler that people like and oh. care about. I don't, I don't know these, he was. I don't know these people. If it's not John Cena or The Rock, then count me out. What about Hulk Hogan? Okay, well, I know him, yeah. What about Ric Flair? No. Okay. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, yeah. People used to tell my dad that he looked like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Goldberg. Or maybe it was Goldberg. I think we actually talked about this one time. Did we not really? Not on here. But, oh. But like, yeah, I think we may have <laughs> Did we really? about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it was... I don't, you know what my dad lo- you, know, you know what my dad looks bald, like bald white guy with a goatee yeah. yeah yeah that's Goldberg and Stone Cold Steve Austin both are bald white guys with goatees so that, he looks like both of them both are correct yes okay and he's just as jacked as Goldberg it's crazy dad, well yeah he's lost a lot of weight you haven't seen him no I haven't he he lost a lot of weight a lot yeah yeah well good for him well it wasn't on purpose <laughs> oh yeah. He got really sick, but yeah. he's better now. Hey, that happened to my dad too. Oh my god, twinsies! Yeah, <laughs> he's good now. Yep, we're they're fine. They're yeah, fine. they're doing all right. Yeah, they're good. They made it through. Yay! For a living. Yeah. Yeah. So you could only get stuck in this coronavirus. Yeah, and well, you know, let's not say stuck. We're oh. we're walking slowly through it. I like your optimism there yeah keep it up keep rare, it up rare optimism a little me. sparkle there yeah good job i didn't care for it i'll never do it again <laughs> fair i'll go back to my eeyore ways <sighs> yeah that's like it's like eeyore right yeah well or like when his tail falls off he's like 
why bother putting it back on? It's just going to fall off again anyway. He has a point. That's just real. That's just like being realistic at that point. I mean, it probably is. So why bother? Sure. I, I, I'm glad you're not uh, like this to me when I'm being negative about stuff. <laughs> but that's different. Is Good it, thing Eeyore is fictional. Correct. He's a. He might be fictional within his own world. Have you, he's like a sentient stuffed animal or something. Have you seen the thing that like says that each of the characters from Winnie the Pooh are like different mental, like mental health disorders? No. It's a kind of ridiculous. I don't believe it. Yeah, well, I bet you, I bet you can't guess which one Eeyore is. <laughs> Gluttony. You got it. No. no I, think that, I think that'd probably be Pooh. Yeah, I think that was Pooh. And Piglet yeah, I guess like, was like. anxiety like, or something. Piglet? Yeah. Yeah, I think that was. And who are the other Tiggers. Like ADHD ADHD or something. And what's the rabbit's name? I don't know. Uh, His is uh, being a prick, (laughs) as I recall. (laughs) He's kind of a jerk. Yeah, he is kind of a jerk. Not to crap on (laughs) Disney Disney Winnie the Pooh characters. Not every character is meant to be loved. Oh, (laughs) jeez. That's true. Are you are you supposed to love Maleficent or whatever her name is? Well, apparently Most so. She has a pretty tragic backstory. Yeah, I hate when they do that. Yeah. Like, get out of here. <laughs> get out of here with She's that. She's a bad person. The Leave e- it at that. The evil queen from Snow White. I bet she has a tragic backstory, too. That made her look gross and weird. Toward, Towards the, at the yeah. end. That was a potion yeah. or a spell. That's what made her look gross and stuff. She just looked like how she was on the inside. That's all it was. That's... You... You... You picked up on the. I know things. You know you. Picked I know about up. art. Good job. I'm a I'm a big fan of art uh, and words. Yes, all yeah. these things. And what is it? symbolism? Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to get into it? Let's just get into it. All right. Okay. So this is going to be about Cassie Cotta. I'm very happy I watched the TV shows about this, so I'd be sure. That's how you pronounce Kata. It is. It is Kata. Cool. Not Coda or... Well, it doesn't look like... I don't know. (laughs) I could see Coda, though, or something like that, but like, it's like Coda or Kata. I don't know. So, we're going to start off. A little background on Cassie herself. She actually, uh, she would drop out of high school when she was young, which you would have to be young to be in high school, generally. Typically. That's how it works. Typically. And she would get married and get her GED. First marriage... Did, did not last. It ended very quickly. How long did it last, do you know? Uh, no, I don't have a specific number. That's but I, yeah. I was just curious. Well, keep in mind, when this story happens, she's 22. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the she has a second marriage to a musician. This is all in Fort Smith or thereabouts, yeah. generally. Yeah. So she gets married to a musician named Rodney. And Rodney has a band <laughs> that was called the Super Smashed Brothers. <laughs> Which is the best name I've ever heard all time, all my life. If you were to start a band, it would be something similar to that, I feel like. I would I would aspire to have something that good. It's a pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. They're, I guess they were like basically like a comedy music group of sorts that would say really offensive things. What was the quote that you had from the, from the show? Uh, this isn't from the show. This is actually, I looked up one of their songs on YouTube. Oh, gosh. And it was... It was uploaded by the guy, like, or at least it had his name, mm-hmm. and <laughs> calls it calls the band Fort Smith, Arkansas's comedy satanic hate pop group. What even is, is that? What even is that? It's how you end up with a song called F Your Face Off. 
This is kind of like I listened to that song. What did you think? Yeah, you know, maybe if I were. Mm, so this was. I think that song came out in like twenty ten ish in that time frame. Yeah. I think even then I would have been like, I'm too good for this. But oh. I think there was a time where like, say, 2008, 2000, well. And it's kind of like punky, screamy. Mm, not really. Rocky. It's metal. I don't know. It seemed kind of fun. Like it was trying to be funny. And I think I think it, it was kind of like that edgelord kind of trying to be a little edgy. Mm-hmm. Be offensive with your with your stuff comedy that south park popularized but it's oh, hard okay, to actually okay. replicate in a good way yeah 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 i think they were trying to go for that and i think if i had been not not at that time frame but if it had been like a few years before that i i bet i would have been like yeah i'm into this <laughs> i don't know who's to say okay but cassie she would help promote the band locally like hand out mm-hmm. flyers or whatever and uh, they they actually had like a little bit of su- of success, you know. They uh, they actually went on a tour out of state, mm. so so that's pretty fun. Yep. And um, Cassie though she she was just stuck back in Arkansas while he while Randy or Randy Rodney <laughs> and his band toured around, mm-hmm. and so the marriage, as you can imagine, not not going well when yeah. there's all this distance. Yeah. So they decide. That they're going to try to have an open marriage, mm-hmm. which uh, th- th- maybe there, there's people, I'm sure there's somebody into it, but yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan. Yeah. Mostly, I, I when I think of that, I think of uh, there's a bit from Arrested Development mm-hmm. where Tobias and Lindsay, they're having marriage troubles. Yeah. And um, uh, they're, they talk about having an open relationship. Uh-huh. And Tobias, he's... A therapist of sorts. And he talks <laughs> he's about... He's an, an, an all-repist. <laughs> yeah. And he's like... Uh, they suggest... He brings it up and Lindsay's like, oh, that does that work? And he's like, no. These poor fools delude themselves into thinking it'll work for them, though. But maybe it'll work for us. <laughs> so that's all I think about when I, when yeah. I hear open marriage. Yeah. Pro- um, probably not a good yeah, outcome. Yeah. I'm not a fan of it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Keep the marriage closed. Jeez. Close the borders of the marriage. Oh, okay. Easy. <laughs> Easy. Easy. Anyway, so uh, it's in this time that Cassie is going to meet one Brent Cotta. And Brent, uh, he know, he actually knows that they have this open relationship. And oh, stuff. okay. Are they yeah. friends? Are they all friends? I, I don't think so. Mm, okay. Um, it didn't seem like it. But I they gotcha. meet at a party. Okay. Brent and Cassie mm-hmm. and get together. And so, yeah. Uh, Brent, he was the child of a single mother, and he had, he he's also divorced mm-hmm. once, just the once. Okay. Uh, he had three kids with uh, his his former wife, mm-hmm. and uh, eventually his mother. And remember, he was a, it was only sing, si- he was a single, single mom, yeah. yeah, single mom, and she actually dies of cancer. Aww. And during this time, this is when his first marriage kind of falls apart. He gotcha. Gets way deep into alcohol mm. and marriage falls apart but eventually he's so he's divorced cassie's on her second marriage which is in an open status mm-hmm. of sort uh, mm-hmm. yeah so they they meet they hit it off at this party and all that and eventually it goes so well with them that cassie and rodney d- divorce even it's with like, an open marriage yeah it's like she was just like um 
no, I'm just going to go marry him instead. Like, I like this better. Jeez. Where you're not in an open marriage? I don't know. It works for some people, I'm sure. I'm sure it does. Nah, it probably doesn't. They all delude themselves. Yeah. But maybe it'll work for us. But maybe. Uh, So Cassie, Cassie, she moves in with uh, Brent and his three kids. And she loves the children. She, she, in fact, she, uh, she wanted to have kids, and Rodney didn't. So that was like point of contention. Yeah, yeah. So suddenly she's she's got three of them already. Wow. She didn't even have put, to put in the horrible work <laughs> that it takes to get them. God bless mothers. And uh, <laughs> for real, it seems like a nightmare. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just glad that cannot possibly happen to me. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, being a man is pretty good. Oh, shut I up! I gotta say. Oh my gosh. We're just not as pretty. That's right. That's the only problem I got. That's true. I'm, I don't know. Some men are pretty. Have you seen Ryan Reynolds? <laughs> I believe handsome is the term. No, he's beautiful. Though also, I think they used to say handsome for ladies for lady, back in the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Like they say it on Mad Men. What once, a handsome! And I was like, what? what a handsome lady. But yeah, so he um, he had actually gotten some money from a wrongful death settlement for his mother. There was like some sort of pharmaceutical thing. I, I, I never maybe found, like a medicine caused her cancer or something. I don't know. I. I never found like good details on that, gotcha. but so he, he actually got some money and it was still going. And so he was expecting like a whole bunch more money. Like they talk about like millions of dollars. Holy cow. And like some of the accounts are like two to 4 million or 20 million. Oh, but anyway, so he's got all his, uh, he's got some money, but he's also got more money coming in. Gotcha. Like and for sure. Or did he, was he like, he was expecting it. Oh, here we go. Don't jump ahead on okay, me. Okay, 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 okay. Spoilers. Okay. For this thing that happened a decade ago. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so he, uh, they're they're together, Brent and Cassie, and he spoils her. Mm-hmm. He's he's spending all kinds of money on her. He buys her the newest iPhone, gets her a tablet, new computer, buys her jewelry, all that stuff. And they uh, they go on like a trip to Las Vegas. And they ran a stretch Hummer limo for what? the thing. It sounds pretty baller. Yeah. Um, they uh, he they get they get engaged. I believe they got engaged when they're in Vegas. Oh. They're like a real fancy engagement ring. Mm-hmm. And uh, so eventually they get they do get married eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's Cassie is twenty two. This is her third marriage. God love her. And Brent is thirty three. This is the second, second one. Yeah. So here's the thing about spending a bunch of money that you don't have oh. that that the prospect of getting it is a maybe. Oh, boy. I wonder if Cassie knew all that. So she's going to know. Uh, well, yeah. Um, turns out the, the wrongful death settlement, that was all he was getting. Whatever money he got before, which was like several thousand dollars, I think. Mm-hmm. That was, that was all he was going to get. Mm-hmm. There was no millions coming in that... Uh-oh. And he spent all this money. Did he spend all of it? Spent a lot of money. Uh-huh. And that's now they're he's deeply in debt. Uh-oh. Like really bad. Mhm. So he starts working an oil field job in Oklahoma away from the family. Right. Yeah. So she's got another husband that's away a bunch. Uh, yeah. And Cassie, she's working extra shifts, doing overtime and all that. And they, she has to pawn off basically everything that Brent gave her. Oh, like, man. Like, pawns off, like, the computer, jewelry, jewelry stuff, yeah. all that stuff. There's, I'm trying to remember what she kept. Some, they said that she kept something, but I can't remember what it is now. The iPhone? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. But she keep she she has to get rid of basically everything. Like, she even gets rid of the engagement ring and all that stuff. Yeah. Um. So, that's not 
things are things aren't going that well though that's it didn't sound like that was a big problem for cassie like she was like whatever that's fine it's just stuff yeah 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 but brent he um he's working this oil job which is demanding it sounds like mm-hmm. like really bad crazy i've heard they're very demanding jobs yeah. oilfield jobs are very demanding yeah that's why you won't see anybody like me working one <laughs> like at least you're honest it's it's a like the idea of me doing physical labor is hilarious enough, but <laughs> an oil field job, that's that's too crazy. That's a joke. That's a way to watch me die, literally. <laughs> so he uh, he starts using meth to try and keep his energy up and focus and all that while As one does. Yeah, you know how you do. Yeah. That's you know there's some stereotypes about Arkansas that are a little too accurate. Yeah. And also the South and Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But it's it's all a bad idea. Don't do math. Yeah. just It doesn't matter where you are. That's a bad idea. Arkansas, up north, don't South matter. South Dakota. Yeah. There was like that one state that was like, oh, they had like a weird uh, promotional thing for stopping meth use in their state. What? I'm going to have to look it up. Okay. Later. But so, okay. I'll, I'll bring it up at the end of the show if I remember. If okay. I don't, I'll edit it in. <laughs> or I won't. Who's or, to say? Or not. You know? Anyway, it was like South Dakota and they had like something that was like, oh, it was like meth. We are on it. Oh like, my God. we're going to stop it. But it was like, you know, Good sounds luck. like we're on it. We're on it. Oh, yeah. I get it. Oh. Yeah. I think that's what it was. I see. Okay. Um, anyway. Does not go well. Meth, meth use, as it turns out. Doesn't typically. Just watch Tiger King. Look at that dude's teeth before he gets new ones. Hey. Oh, okay. That guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. Jo- John, I think was his John, name. Yeah. Yeah. He's got, he's got new teeth now. He looks better he looks like he's he looks like a person again. he looks like he's doing a lot better yeah yeah he looks he seems healthier yeah but uh brent was not doing so well mm. he actually like passes out on the job from <gasps> oh my gosh from like, myth yeah his heart didn't want to explode something and like they they said that it was like really difficult to like they had to like give him like sips of water like he's passed out oh my bad time oh. and i don't know if there's any job where you can do that and not be fired this isn't that job. He gets fired. Yeah. As you'd expect. So yeah. they're now the money issues are like way worse. Yeah. And they end up getting evicted from the home they were living in because mm. they couldn't pay. Mm-hmm. So they, they, they stay with friends for a while and eventually they move to like a lesser place. Right. But yeah, it's, it seems like they were doing okay still. Well, they're, they're working hard. Yeah. They're having to. Yeah. Cassie is Cassie now. is, yeah. Brent less so. Yeah. Brent is not having much luck with the the, the job market. Yeah. And he, he ends up getting back into the alcohol abuse, mm-hmm. drinking all the time. Yeah. Like he'll, Cassie worked at a bar and he, as a bartender, and he would go there a bunch and just be there. Yeah. And he'd be really jealous of like men who would talk to her. Which is kind of like, as a bartender, you kind of have to be like, kind of overly friendly a little bit. Yeah. And like a little flirty. And it doesn't mean anything necessarily. It's just like, as a bartender, that's how, that's how it is. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's kind of like an enhanced version of like being a waitress. Like yeah. Waitresses are always nice to you, or they're supposed to be. And sometimes they're rude. Good ones. Yeah. Good, yeah. good waitresses. Yeah. And so it's kind of the same thing with bartending. You're supposed to be nice. Right. You, especially because like a lot of your livelihood is based on tips right which becomes a problem for cassie because brent is there 
and he's kind of being a jerk to these men or like <sighs> acting weird towards them yeah. and so like cassie's tips are suffering oh gosh so she's she's actually making less money oh geez and um yeah so other things are going bad like there's there's abuse allegations mm. so in april of 2011 she got a no contact order against brent after he received a third degree domestic battery charge mm. and that order was supposed to run through march of 2012 and cassie had decided that she was going to leave brent which you know you should yeah so thing is she she felt bad for him because mm-hmm. he had nowhere to live really yeah and he couldn't see his kids so they're back with their mom or something i i don't know i think they were staying with cassie Oh, really? And also maybe with the mom some. Yeah. That, but, uh, yeah, so she she ended up, he guilts her into letting him stay with her so he can see his kids and have a place to stay. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so, so yeah, she, the thing, what, like, the deal was, she was like, we're still getting divorced, we're still not going to be together, but you can stay here. Well, yeah, she just felt bad for him. Yeah, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um. And I saw that, like, a quote from her bio, just to kind of, like, I'm sorry, a quote from her Facebook on her bio, just, like, kind of give you an idea of, like, kind of girl she was. It said, quote, I want to live fast, die young, and leave a beautiful corpse. Yeah, she was was kind of a a party girl. Yeah, kind of like She liked to go out. She was very outgoing. Yeah. Like, the opposite of, they even, like, there's stuff that says, like, he was kind of in, oh introverted yeah and then she was super extroverted and sometimes that would be an issue i guess yeah so but, i mean sounds like she liked to have fun yeah and she also was like big on social media stuff yeah all that so all that is the background so n- now so moving on to the next part so on december 31st pearl cook who's cassie's mom she reported cassie missing um yeah, that was December 31st. So, um, Brent, uh, police talked to Brent just a few hours after that to kind of like get his story. So Brent kind of had a few different stories, which was very suspicious to the police, the police investigating this. So we're going to go over his stories. Brent's first story was that he went to pick Cassie up from her work at 8 p.m. on December 30th. So the night before, but by the time he arrived, she had taken a cab home, which Okay. Um, but then he stated he returned home and Cassie, like as soon as he returned home, Cassie had just pulled up in the cab. He said they spoke briefly before he went to bed and then he heard Cassie slam the door on her way out. Like she went back out. So he reported that he woke up and texted Cassie to ask where she was. And she texted back between 1025 and 1040 and said that she was out with friends. And I think in particular it was, it was a guy. Yes. Um, I think his name was Billy. Billy. Okay. So Brent that, said... That was the claim anyway. Okay. Brent said he never left the house again that night after turning from Perry's place, which is where she worked. So um, so that was his first story. And then that's when the search for Cassie began. So Brent, of course, acting as the dutiful, you know, sort of husband, uh, he joined in the search for Cassie. Um, and he like helped pass out flyers and like appeared on the local news and he like, he appeared on the news at one point wearing sunglasses and a Superman t-shirt in his interview with the TV station. Also, also Superman beanie. Oh. Very Superman centric. Very, 
Ew, I don't like that. Superman centric. Well, not for this. I mean, like you're not Superman, dude. Like he's more like Bizarro. Do you know what that is? No. Nope. Somebody does. Don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, but he was, so T-shirt in his interview with TV station, he choked up when asked to speak about his wife. He said they'd been married since June and together for two years. And um, said of her, she's colorful, she's irritable, she's blunt, she's beautiful, she's perfect. She's everything you can want in somebody. She's got every little quality. So, um, so yeah. So, they kind of were like looking into the background, looking at the story of the night before. So Cassie had sent an angry message to a male friend the night of her disappearance. And the friend claimed he didn't see her that night. Um, he went to the party alone. He said he was confused by the message she had sent him. Um, but he had an alibi and it checked out. Um, so I guess police were kind of like th- suspicious of this fellow because of the angry message. Right. Yeah. So during the search uh, for Cassie, a small grave is found. However, it's the grave of a dog. Um, and it is speculated that it is Cassie's dog, Mr. Socks, that had gone missing a while back. Yeah. He uh, it was he was a black dog with Aww. white feet. And that's why he's Mr. Socks. That's like my dogs. Yeah. He was a gift from Brent to cassie interesting yeah interesting it is interesting he went quote unquote missing yes so it was impossible to tell though because he was pretty well decomposed yeah it'd been like a few months since he'd gone missing i believe yeah so that made uh, police just a little bit more suspicious of brent so they came back around to talk to him again and he gave a second account of that evening's events always a good way yeah i think this if you we, have a story, stick to it. <laughs> Just stick so, to it. Yeah. No Don't change what. it. Yes. So so they come back around and he gives his second account of the evening's events. And he told investigators that he was asleep when Cassie got home on December 30th. But he woke up and then went back to sleep after Cassie tried to start an argument with them. He said he woke around 10, called his ex-wife and learned that Cassie had called her earlier in the day. And he said, quote, that's a huge line she crossed. He said the last time he heard from Cassie was when she responded to a text between 1025 and 1040, which is still, you know, the same time frame he gave for the other one. But anyway, um, so I, I guess the police were like, mm, that's, that doesn't line up. That's still really fishy. And it's also the, a very different story from what you told earlier. Yes. So he gave a third account of the evening's events. Uh, Brent said Cassie was talking about going to a party that evening. It was gone when he woke up around 10 p.m. So the qu- authorities quickly determined that uh, 95% of what he said was a lie. Quote. <laughs> so um, as that night, so they're interviewing neighbors and stuff like that. So Casey Mobley, a neighbor of the Cottas, contradicted the fact that Brent said he never left the house the night of the 30th after they got back from Perry's place. Uh, so Moby, Mo, excuse me, Mobley told police he heard Cassie Cotta yelling at Brent on the evening of December 30th before things quieted down for the evening. And about 20 to 30 minutes later after that, Mobley told police he went downstairs and Brent Cotta was standing next to a white Ford Explorer that was backed up to the Cotta's front door. Uh, so not suspicious at all. And Brent then went upstairs to the apartment Mobley shares with his wife, Brittany, before telling them he was going to get some things together and go to his ex-wife's house. Brent then went downstairs, loaded something into the Explorer, and left around midnight, returning home about an hour later, according to the police report. 
in, in an interview later on, on January 12th, um, which is quite a bit down the road of this, but Brittany told investigators that Brent, while in her apartment, said, quote, if something was to happen to her, meaning Cassie, I don't know what I would do with the body, <laughs> which is like, okay. I wonder how, that would, how would that even come up Why in conversation? Why say that? Okay. It's like, but you know, like, if something happened, I don't know what I would do with the body. I don't know. I would be like, hey, funeral home people or whatever. Or like. Like the police yeah, and stuff. Yeah, like, hey, police, uh, yeah. something happened to my wife. Or well, if it was like just an accident or whatever. Yeah, like, Then yeah. it's like, I, I, I'm I, not qualified to deal with a body. That's for yeah. other people yeah. who, who charge a lot of money yes. to do that. So, uh, Brittany said she just dismissed this comment as drunk talk. Uh, I guess he was intoxicated. So this is where they can tell that Brent's lying. This is how they get that information. So GPS records obtained on January 2nd contradicted claims that Brent didn't leave the home on December 30th after he returned from Perry's place. So records indicated Brent was at his resident around 1026 uh, p.m. That's like the night of the 30th, December 30th. But his next pinged location from cell phone records was at Hollis Lake, which is south of Van Buren near the Arkansas River. And that pinged around 1.25 a.m. on December 31st. And then the next pinged location was back at his home around 2.24 a.m. So meanwhile, Cassie's phone pinged at her home around 8.41 on the 30th. Then near Lake Hollis at 12.52 a.m. on the 31st. And the last ping of her phone that is recorded was at 8.28 a.m. on the same day in the same location. So to summarize, their phones were shown together at the home for a point during the evening, then together at the lake. Then Brent's phone was at home and Cassie's was still at the lake. So, yeah. Well, obviously, obviously that's very suspicious. Yeah. Like, and yeah. So investigators also determine that... Brent sent the messages from Cassie's phone post-mortem to make it appear as if she was still alive. Yes, and he also was the one who would have sent the message to the male friend. Yes, who was... So, to try and make him an look alibi. Bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, playing on his sympathies, um, Detective Adam Creek of the Fort Smith Police Department told Brent he knew his stories were lies and implored him, quote, not to be a monster. And the plea worked, and Brent led detectives to Cassie's body on January 3rd. So um, they had tried to look for Cassie initially around Lake Hollis because they had had these phone records, and they saw the pings around Lake Hollis, but they were unsuccessful. So that's why detectives were like, "Like, don't be a monster. Just, just, just take us to her. We, we, we can prove you did it. Just, just do, do this for us." And yeah, so it's, it's obvious you did something, right? So. I mean, he gave three different stories. They have the ping locations. I mean, I, I think he knew he was pretty well caught. So uh, kind of a sick thing. On the way to his dumping ground, Brent thought it would be a great idea to laugh and joke with investigators. He told Detective Creek, basically, where are you going? This isn't the right way. And then they're like, what? He's like, nah, I'm just effing with you. And he said, he said, you know, effing. It's just like such it's a like, strange thing. Yeah, like, like I understand why? sometimes... You know, you make jokes at inappropriate times. But like you're leading detectives to the wife of to the to the to the body of your dead wife that you dumped there. Yeah. Like, you murdered her. I, I'm one of those people who makes jokes like to deal with stuff. You know, yeah. Like that, that, otherwise you, you lose your mind. Yeah. But there is a time where I would not. And this is that. That is a time. <laughs> this that is, is, is top five. Top top three. Top 
one maybe (laughs) i don't know that's probably something else we thought about but like yeah why yes what are you doing so he then asked police if it was the cell phone records that gave him away so it's like yeah that was obviously yeah also the part where you told three different stories before yeah that was kind of a tip too dude so um cassie's body was recovered off gun club road in crawford county and after they recovered her body brent provided an official statement so yeah and initially he had a story where he said Mm mm-hmm that it was all an accident, as is so often the case in these things. Yeah, you're like, oh, okay, sure. He he says that they got into a big old argument, mm-hmm. as was probably common. Yeah, like, I bet that know. was, and that was corroborated with, yeah, with the with neighbors. The noise, yeah. yeah. And during the altercation, Cassie pulled a steak knife on him. I don't believe that. No, I, I don't either. Especially because the next part is, he says he punched her in the throat <laughs> and it, it killed her. Like, how hard did you punch her? He, but also... I don't it think sounds so. like nonsense. Yes. So he, he punched her in the throat and she couldn't breathe. He tried to do CPR on her and it didn't work. And so she died. I don't think that's, I don't believe as a medical professional, I don't believe it as a professional in nothing. I don't believe it, <laughs> but I've also read the rest of the thing. So, <laughs> so, you know, it's a little unfair. It's just, <sighs> it's so unlikely. Yeah. It, this actually reminds me a lot of our Dr. Becky. Yes. Episode I was just thinking about that. What's his face? Mike. Yeah. He had like three different stories yes, that he told yes. that were always constantly being proven wrong. And then when he was like uh, basically caught, he was like, oh, it was an accident. She tripped and fell and fell died. Head, yeah. You know how people do. As, as one does. As healthy human people do. They just fall over and die. Yeah, no. And then it turns out like, oh, obviously he murdered her. Clearly. Same thing here. Yep. The coroners are able to look, the coroners looking at this and he's like, this is, she was strangled. Clearly. Yeah. You unless No, no, I punched her in the throat. <laughs> I swear. Unless you like have a weird wraparound fist <laughs> that just like goes around circular your, fi- your fist is concave for some reason and you punched real hard yeah maybe you could be like well see that's why it looks like a strangulation because that's why it's all around but, but that's probably not. not a thing no it does not this doesn't make sense all these every time yeah every time every time yeah. this people. is why you don't murder people and if you do you just tell the truth because like, I mean, when you lie, it just gets so much worse. Just don't lie. Lying's bad in every way, shape and form. Exactly. That's my official, uh, that's my stance. That's my statement. That's so brave of you. Thank you. I can't believe. Thank you. You would p- it took open, a lot of, it took a lot of courage. You're just opening uh, yourself up to so much criticism for that one. <laughs> that's. Uh, yeah, I'm taking one for the team you're here. You're very strong. Thank you. Thank well, you. we know you're brave anyway. We'll oh. see how you stand up to the criticism oh, that's yeah. about to come your way. I, I think I'll I'll handle, it. I'll handle I, it. I believe in you. Thanks. So after uh, they found her body and everything, uh, Cassie's mother, Pearl, is told. Hmm. And like Brent, you know, he's been on TV, t- supposedly trying to help look for her and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And Pearl is like, oh, we need to tell Brent. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to let him know. And then they're like, Brent led us to the body. Yeah. Like he's, yeah. Yeah. Um, And initially like his motives for why he did this are unclear. He gave multiple reasons and series of events and all that. Yeah. Um, I guess one of them was that he said that Cassie was taunting him with the fact that she was like with another man earlier in the evening. I wonder which account is accurate. I wonder if he ever gave a truthful, accurate statement. I bet none of them are true. You don't think so? As far as like, 
the motive. I think he was just mad. Do you think? I bet he was intoxicated when it happened. Probably. I think it didn't it say that he returned from the bar or something. He had gone to pick her up at Perry's okay. place from from her which work, which was probably a lie or whatever. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I don't know because I think I think how it, it, no he went to Perry. No, that might have been a lie. I think I think she returned home and yes, yeah, when that happened, yeah. So he initially he pled not guilty to the charge of first degree murder. Lies was held on five hundred thousand dollars bail. Mm-hmm. The thing I said is not a lie. That's what he did. Yeah, I know. I know. He, yeah, I just want to clarify. Yes, yes. But eventually he's gonna just he's gonna plead guilty and he's gonna be sentenced to at least thirty years in prison with ten years suspended. What does that mean? Can you suspend in sentence? I don't know. I really don't know. We should have been... If we were lawyers, we'd know. Or cops. Or... or you know what? Or, or judges. Or things. Or judges. You know a judge. I do. He doesn't do criminal stuff, but I'm sure he would know. But he, he's a, he, he had to go to law school. Yeah. He knows. He used to be a defense attorney at some point. Yeah. See, he knows. It'll be fine. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, so that's the, story that's the story of Cassie Cotta. And she was... I mean, we'll post pictures of her, um, of course, on the Instagram and Facebook and, and Twitter and all that. But she looked like she was just a lot of fun. Like, she looked like she is somebody that, like, liked to have fun, liked to have a good time. And the fact that, like, she wanted to have kids and then was just, like, blessed with these three kids that she loved so much. And then, like, didn't even get to, like, enjoy them, you know? Like, she, she didn't get to grow up and have her own kids. I mean... She did, she was twenty two. I mean, it's technically an adult, but it's so young. It is young, like yeah. I, I, I mean, think I mean, of yourself at twenty two. Yeah, and then I mean, it's no babies, no babies. Pretty much, I still feel like I don't know anything's <laughs> going on. But, <laughs> but almost, compared to when I was twenty two, I'm basically a genius. You're almost a decade past that. Uh, don't remind me. <laughs> um, all right, so there's. I watched. Um, Three different things about this case. Mm-hmm. ID put out at different times, had three different one of their shows do a thing. Did you feel like they were all pretty similar? No, they were actually fairly different, like in the way they were presented. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, so... Okay, go ones, with, what was your least favorite one? My least favorite was called Happily Never After, season two, episode eight. And that's the one I told you to watch because I saw it on a thing. Yeah, fortunately, I... Couldn't remember what you had told me to watch, and I found my own thing, and then found <laughs> other ones. So, what? Why didn't you like that one? I I didn't like the way it presented it. I hated, for one, it's like I assume they do this for every episode. It's yeah. like when they do the deal of like who a person is that's talking in the interview, and it's like their relationship. They always on this one, they would always say like bride's mother or bride's friend or whatever, oh, which I did not care for. Yeah, and there's also like some other weird stuff and the way they presented st- things. And I also, they had like these two rando people. It was like a crime blogger mm-hmm. and a relationship expert lady. But they probably have who, that, the relationship expert because it's happily never after. It's yeah. like about marriages and stuff. Anyway, it sucked. I didn't like any of <laughs> thing about happily never after. It's, gotcha. It was kind of blah. Uh-huh. Okay, second, second favorite. Number two, mm-hmm. number two. I actually like two and one. I like them both a lot. You did not like them. <laughs> I did not like Happily Never After. Okay, I, what, are I the other, was bad. what are the other ones? So number two for me is going to be Fatal Vows, mm-hmm. season four, episode 11, uh, called Sex Lies and Secret Texts. Okay. The like secret texts, like it's not a is thing it? Yeah, really yeah. in this story, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. Titles are hard. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. They're trying to do Sex Lies videotape. They couldn't do it. 
What they is, tried a different thing. What is Sex, Lies, and Videotapes? It's like a movie, I think. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Anyway, Fatal Vows is... It's the <laughs> it's the mans with vans of this story, oh, no. but without like change. It doesn't change the story in ways that are bad. Like put fake people in there. there yeah, there's no fake people. There's no like misrepresentation. No character assassination yeah. of real human people. But okay. I love Fatal Vows. It's very. It's was it very kitschy. Yeah, it's very goofy. Uh-huh. It doesn't mean to be. Uh-huh. They're trying their Aww. best. Like there's a part where it's like because like, there's it's reenactment heavy. Mm-hmm. Fatal Vows is and. Boy, do they try to act. Oh, I'm not, I hate reenactment. We've talked about this. Yeah. I don't like reenactments. Tell me the story. Give me the facts. Give me the FBI people. I yeah. want to know, but don't give me the reenactments. I, I enjoyed it, though, because it was, it was bad. But it's like... But they, get, they do a good job with the information. Yeah. Because, again, it's not like Mans with Vans. They don't go wild and basically write right. fan fiction about it. <laughs> Sorry, mans with fans. We love you. I'm not. Oh. It was bad. Okay. But it wasn't fun bad. It was just like bad, bad. insanity, weird bad. Okay. But yeah, Fatal Vows. Like there's a part where um, they're trying to like in the reenactment explain like they're trying to show how like she's so outgoing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's like behind the bar and like a song comes on. She's like, I love this song. And then she does like an awkward sexy dance. Ooh, it's awkward. really embarrassing. I feel oh, bad for the actress who okay. had to do that. She knows it's she knows it's awkward. Probably so. She knows. Or she thought like this is gonna be my big break. This is gonna oh, lead no. to like bigger and better things. Also, it's weird because like the girl they got to play Cassie looks kind of like her, like yeah. brunette with tattoos and mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. And the guy they got to play Brent, no, <laughs> they went out and got like a handsome man. Oh yeah, we'll post a picture of Brent too. He yeah, he's he, whatever. There's kind of playing more attractive yeah. men than him. Yeah, yeah, this guy does not look like Brent at all, and like. Also, the reenactments are very clearly... I don't know if they ever say it takes place in Fort Smith, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. But they they definitely didn't film in Fort Smith or anything that looks like Fort Smith. Really? Or looks like anything that exists in Arkansas anywhere. Why? It's just like a big city and That's set up. Like the whole setup looks weird. Yeah. But uh, Fatal Vows is hilarious. Although, love, isn't I, Fort Smith the second most populous city in Arkansas? It is. Which surprises me. I think we've talked about that. That surprises me. Surprise well, it's not like Fayetteville or something. Rogers Fayetteville probably will be someday and Fayetteville and Springdale are two and they're three and four okay and they're like on top of each other essentially it's basically they run into each other so that's kind of why also Fayetteville seems bigger than it necessarily is that's true technically okay Okay. only a nerd would know this and I'm that nerd yay hooray for me (laughs) the best one out of the ID shows I watched was um American Monster season four episode eight uh the only complaint I have is the title they call the title of the episode was an open marriage which isn't even what brent and cassie's marriage was it was right. marriage before that exactly so that doesn't make sense it's very strange yeah so i actually like american monster a lot mm-hmm. they have like home video stuff oh like, see i like that stuff you get to know the victim you get to know who they were as a person yeah it's yeah. like you were talking about how she seemed fun loving and yeah, stuff. yeah yeah and they show that they show actually her um first marriage like video from that oh yeah and they talk with her or not her first marriage the second one. Oh yeah the one with the that eventually became the open marriage yeah with rodney uh-huh. and they actually talk with rodney oh yeah like real interview what so did they, rodney have to say uh he just said like she was a lot of fun yeah they, and he really missed that that time period yeah where i mean you're like early 20s yeah and you're just hanging out with friends and stuff having fun yeah and there's like video of them doing being goofy yeah there's like video of him and his band the super smashed brothers (laughs) the greatest band name ever yeah yeah they're 
there's stuff like that. Um, also, they, they, you know, they have like other video, like they have the video of when they interviewed uh, Brent at the police station. Oh, really? And, like the part where it's like, don't be a monster. Oh, really? Yeah. So oh, they have that. Yeah. They also have the video from the news where he's. Superman it up. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how I know he had the, the Superman beanie, beanie <laughs> as well. And he still had it on when they were interviewing him in the police station. Weird. Which is also, like, comparing American Monster versus Fatal Vows. Fatal Vows has the news scene, but it's the reenactors. Ugh. It's, Just, I wonder if you have to have, like, special rights. I don't know. I don't know. I think a news station should be like, yeah, sure, use it. Yeah, it's news. That's what we're, that's what we're here for. Yeah. We keep a public record. Exactly. I don't know. Maybe. I don't, that's... Yeah, I think I would have liked that one the best, too. That was easily the best one. Yeah. Though I like Fatal Vows a lot, because, again, it, bad acting, but the information's fine. Good, yeah. They they don't do anything too horrible. They do, like, weird stuff. Like, so they have home video in American Monster, mm-hmm. where Cassie, where they're getting ready to give Cassie Mr. Socks, the dog, when he's uh, a puppy. Yeah. And, like, Brent is showing the kids first, like, this is her surprise mm-hmm. and stuff. And... I wonder... I mean... Did he admit? I wonder if he killed the dog. That's some people think so. I mean, why else would a dog that's gone missing be buried? Yeah. Why? Did Which he again, they don't know that that was necessarily the dog, but it's probably might be. Yeah. But in Fatal Vows, they when they show like Cassie first meeting like the kids. Mm-hmm. She already has the dog and it's fully grown. It's yeah, like a very strange thing. Which there's a, that's a reenactment. They're, yeah, yeah. They're playing a little fast and loose with stuff. <laughs> but not with anything that is super Ma- important. Yeah, yeah. Like Mans with Vans did. Yeah. So um American cool. Monster season four, episode eight. I recommend that one. And cool. I recommend Fatal Vows, season four, episode eleven. I'll put links and titles in the show notes. So cool. Cool beans. Um Happily Never After, don't watch that, it's garbage. <laughs> and it's, we got I got most of the information from TMCnet.com. It was an article. I feel like maybe it was almost based on the um American Monster episode because it had the thing about the Superman and stuff like that. So maybe maybe they maybe it's a based on they got their information from the episode maybe i don't know and then 4029tv.com article on casey Cotter they had well. several articles because that's the local news yeah fort smith right yeah so there it is story of cassie also we watched uh a bad movie and the best bad movie and then i watched two bad movies which some people like but I did not. I haven't seen the ones you're talking about. But we're going to talk about it. But I don't know. It just sounds like maybe you're you're not the right audience for it. I guess I'm not. They, I think they, well, I think people like one of them more than the other. We'll get into it. Okay. First of all. Let's talk about our movies. Yeah. The movies we watched together. Yes. We saw Horse Girl starring Allison Brie. Who else did I have in it? Molly Shannon was in it. Ye- not her name? SNL? Maybe. I forget. But yeah, I know who you're talking about. Okay, the that super, one lady. Superstar. Yeah, yeah. Um, had a really interesting trailer. I think it, it was a Netflix original. Yeah, honestly, the trailer made it look kind of intriguing, and I thought it was going to be way different than what it was. Some, of, I mean, it was kind of what I thought it was going to be to some extent. To some extent, but then it like went way off the rails. Well, it went off the rails and it never got back on no. or explained no why, where the rails went or anything. The ra- it went crazy. The train just went it made it 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 was weird it was weird 
it's good for like 15 minutes. Yeah. Specifically uh, the, the scene. Dan- the dance at the, the beginning. <laughs> basically the whole scene with the double date. Yeah. With Allison Bree's character. Yeah. And her, her roommate date, brings yeah. her uh, boyfriend and like her boyfriend's friend and sets her up. And it's hilarious because especially there's a part where Allison Bree's character is into like a fake version of the TV show Supernatural. Mm-hmm. And her guy she's being set up with has like the same name as a character and so she's like being weird about it yeah and her roommate just leans over and goes like maybe don't do that <laughs> <laughs> maybe don't do that Ma- that maybe don't do that <laughs> cracked me up so yeah, much i yeah. love that part that was pretty good there's also she does like they get high and get drunk yeah. for this little party and Allison Bree's character does this hilarious dance. dance and I, he's dancing pretty awkward too they're like dancing so awkwardly yeah. together he's doing like awkward regular white people dance yeah and she's doing like this thing where she's like waving her hand, arms like galloping around galloping sort of yeah because she loves horses or something it was weird and there's like stuff in that movie that's like they didn't explain it it was just like put in there it's like okay and it like doesn't come back right so like, exactly like that part where she's like with her friend, friend that's like mentally yeah. disabled or something yeah and they're like spoilers by the way we're gonna t- all the all the movies we're gonna talk about spoilers just heads up if you don't want to hear it skip or at least we're gonna spoil horse girl because there's nothing to spoil really. yeah it was terrible don't look <laughs> there's like nothing to spoil no like the movie doesn't go anywhere after a while it just stops listen just it just goes wherever it just wanders off the path it does it want it is a wandering movie with no point so i've never left a movie review before um and but it was so bad that i got onto google and was like this i have to leave a review i have to save everybody from watching this movie so i got onto google looked up the movie saw where people have like where you can leave like a google review and i got on there and i simply said this i have never left a review for a movie period it was bad <laughs> and that was it i mean it was like it was so bad it, don't watch it don't it's a waste of time yeah that's kind of a bummer because it the trailer it looks looked cool. intriguing yeah and then like the start of the movie and, and allison Bree's a good great actress yeah and like even halfway through the movie it was like i wonder where this is going the yeah. answer is nowhere it just wandered it, off it into did the not woods go anywhere lost and forgot to come back it was bad yeah that was a bummer yeah that's probably why it was a netflix original and not a real movie but i like netflix originals <laughs> like what name one stranger things movie movie specifically oh i I mean i'm sure I there feel, are I feel some. like those are all bad no i feel there are some i'd have to go back and look but i know there's some or the cloverfield paradox garbage nobody liked it i don't know what that is bird box i guess was popular yeah that guy i never watched popular. it i did how'd you like it was it good it was very much like the movie uh m night Shyamalan movie uh what was it the called happening yes it was almost identical uh, oh that. that's but it's based off the same book so that's not a good sign but all right the happening is the one with the the uh the trees it's the, it's the plants killing everybody yeah wait is it that one i think so it's called the happening maybe i'm thinking of a different movie anyway it, it was mm. bad it has mark Wahlberg. yeah yeah movie's no good well yeah so it was eh, it was okay i want to talk about the best movie we ever saw <laughs> called wish upon the worst be- the best worst movie i've ever seen hilariously bad i highly recommend everybody watch it. it's on it's available on amazon prime yeah go out of your way to watch this one you got nothing else to do these days andrew made me watch this he had watched it previously and was like you have to watch this and i was like okay is it supposed to be scary he's like it's supposed to be (laughs) yeah it's supposed to be a lot of things i think it was supposed to be funny but not in the ways they wanted no it was supposed to be funny like when the bully and joey king's character or she's like what are you what are you laughing at says the bully and joey king's like we're laughing because 
your smegma. Yeah, like and, and, like nobody what? says that. I I'm pretty sure whoever wrote that movie, especially the dialogue, is uh, 90 years old and or an alien. Yes. Fatal Vows, the episode I watched. Mm-hmm. If those people made a real movie, I think it would be a lot like Wish Upon. Really? That bad? It's it's pretty wacky. Oh, man. But with like Fatal Vows, they are, they are restricted by reality and what happened. Yeah. Whereas if you gave them the opportunity to write a script. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like it was so bad that when it got finished, I had to, I was like, Andrew, that was supposed to be like a a comedy. And he was like, no, it wasn't. I was like, no, I'm like, I think it was like, you know, like supposed to be like a, like a goofy, campy, dark comedy. He's like, no, it was supposed to be a horror movie. I had to Google it and it was like, nope, nowhere in there was it supposed to be comedic. It was supposed to be a horror movie. And I was like, there's just no way. There's no way. They were trying their best, and that's the movie they made. We were laughing so hard. My, <laughs> I, I, I always think of the scene with everything with the dad, Ryan Philippe, Felipe. How do you say his name? Yeah, yeah. Um, everything involving him is hilarious. It's just because like, he's like it makes no sense. Like Joey King's mom Died. kills herself. Yeah, and I guess that makes the dad into a weird hoarder Hermit. dumpster yeah. diver yeah so like he spends his days going out dumpster diving and just bringing back junk to the house instead of having a job which, i guess how do they pay for their house i don't know it's a pretty big house i mean yeah. he kind of lets it go but it's it's very that's all strange and yes then there's like the, one of her so the the premise is that there's this magic box some kind of chinese or something box and it has all this chinese writing on it and Joey King's character gets a hold of it and like looks at it and just makes a wish. And I don't remember what it was. Oh, the, the girl would just rot away. Oh, yes. And that's also another part where like the characters are so bizarre. Yes. Because like, what's the thing she gets? You would know. Necrotizing fasciitis. Yeah. So like the bully character that she called Smegma earlier <laughs> is, her, is her big insult <laughs> that they were apparently just at the table laughing about. Yeah. That's why the bully was like. What are you? What are you, stupids, laughing about? Yeah, like, like we're laughing because you're because you're a smegma. So bad. But which is, uh, which it's funny that they use that word because that's like one of my least favorite words ever. I mean, it is very gross. It is very gross. But yeah, so like she's got this horrible disease mm-hmm. that obviously that was caused by Joey King, though she's not totally sure that that's why. Yeah. Yet it's yeah. the first one. Yep. And like her friends are like, we're we're starting a fundraiser or whatever, and like one of the characters you're supposed to like, they it's supposed to be like one of the good characters mm-hmm. who is one of joey king's friends she's just like if you and like gives him the double bird it's like this is a person who has a horrible skin rotting disease or whatever yeah that you literally would <laughs> she even like laughs about like they're probably gonna have to cut her toes off <laughs> and it's like what you're you what kind of psychopath are you <laughs> we, how are we supposed how are you like a character that's supposed to be one of like the good guys the likable ones yeah and then i like when she wishes that her dad would just be normal and yes. not embarrass her that's the best part so like one of the wishes also is they move into a mansion essentially yeah they inherit her uncle's, uncle's money fortune and, yeah and the dad hated the uncle but they never explain why yeah it never comes up he's just like i don't like him, blah, blah, blah. yeah anyway he dies she gets, the, they get the fortune, mm-hmm. they move into this mansion, and the dad's still like, I gotta go do my dumpster diving. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> why? No, no. You're rich now. You don't have to do this. Why? And so, yeah, he gets seen by like school bullies yeah. who post it like on fake dumpster Instagram. girl yeah. or whatever. And, and Joey King's like, I wish my dad would stop being so embarrassing. It leads to the 
best scene I've ever seen all time all my life where the dad is suddenly like a jazz musician. He's playing the saxophone and being real sexy about it. He's playing with his jazz band just in the house to nobody other than like the three girls. So it's Joey King, her one friend who gave the double bird yeah. to people whose friend is rotting away literally. Yeah. Was, and, it, was it Barb? And Stranger- Barb from Stranger Things yeah, is Barb, also there. Yeah. And Barb is like... Your dad is so dreamy. It was <laughs> so weird. It's just them three on a stair with the dude playing piano, Ryan Philippe playing saxophone. And it's like, what it's, is this? Yes. Why is he playing for three teenage girls? Exactly. It's it's weird. It's, it's weird. hilarious. It is so bad. It is so yeah, bad. Like and like Joey King's, she's a decent actress. Yeah. And uh, Ryan Felipe and uh, Barb, I, mm, no. Uh, but like, it's just or like i think you missed this part but what? there's like a bit of dialogue between the love interest and joey king where they're driving to oh, yeah. the love interest's um cousin's house to get some translation blah blah blah. oh yeah they, yeah and there's like some they have this weird conversation that's just bizarre where like she he's like are you ever going to apologize and she's like for what and he's like for in first grade when you farted and blamed it on me and everybody called me fart face or something i don't know what it was <laughs> but and then like she said something about like maybe something something in the multiverse blah, blah, blah. and he's like you dig on multiverses too what <laughs> and again i don't think a, i'm not sure a human wrote this <laughs> and if they did they're like 90 years old senile and they're like this is what the kids are talking about they're talking about multiverses who who wrote this i don't know bad i don't want to look it up it i want to keep the mystery of it maybe being an alien okay it was spoiler alert. it, it was an alien it has to be so that was wish upon wish upon go watch it i don't want to spoil it um you will see the ending coming oh gosh the the best part is like the second to last wish and so like when you make the wish somebody dies yeah that's like the price blood, that has pa- to be paid. blood payment or whatever yeah the the very last well the second to last for the second to last wish Basically, she's like, I want it to go back to like, my mom didn't die. Yeah. And the death that occurs is so stupid. It yeah. is it is borderline like a Rube Goldberg machine going on yeah. to, to make it happen. It's insane. Yes. Highly recommend. I don't want to spoil. Also, the end when she makes the final wish, like, you know what's going to happen. Yeah. And, yeah. It's, and it's executed in a way that is also hilarious. And, and then it just ends. Yeah. And which, it was just done. But it was like, it's like I think, they, gonna I think the thing they were wanting was like, this will be so shocking. It's yeah. like, no, that's exactly what I expected to happen. That's what you When said that character's doing that, I'm like, well, this is obviously going to happen. And then that thing happens and it's also executed in a way that is bad CGI. <laughs> yeah. and, and so instead of being like, oh, I can't believe that happened. You're just like, bah! <laughs> <laughs> like it's go, go to your TV or whatever. Pull up Amazon prime. If you don't have prime, get prime for this movie and, and for watch the, it. And for the next two movies. Are they on Prime? Yes, they're both on Prime. Okay, and they're both. But you don't like them. No, I haven't seen them. No, I don't. I I watched so I've been wanting to watch Midsummer or Midsummer or whatever it's called that has Florence Pugh in it, and because like I like Florence Pugh, I think she's a good actress, and I was like, oh well, Midsummer. I, I like read the synopsis, and I was like, <laughs> and I was like, you know, it, it could be it be could be good because I like like thrillers, and you know, like. I'm not a big horror movie fan. It seemed kind of like a psychological horror film. Right, right. Or like psychological. And I was like, okay, this could be cool. Nope. Nope. Did not like it. I like Florence Pugh. She's a great actress. She she was the crowning achievement of that film. But it was so bizarro. It was 
but it still was better than the next movie. Like, like I don't know how to describe it. Somewhere they go to like the Netherlands or somewhere like that. They have a friend in college. This group goes to the Netherlands or somewhere like it to this commune that their friend from college grew up in. And he's like, come visit my, my town, my city where, where we have this festival every summer and blah, blah, blah. It's a special year for it. So every 90 years they have this crazy ceremony, uh, which I guess you can probably guess doesn't go very well. So all these Americans, well, it's not all, it's a, a group of them are brought to this place and bad things ensue. And, it is it is so weird and bizarro like i still don't understand some of it but it was still a better movie than freaking hereditary so is is your issue with these movies that they are actually bad or are you just too freaked out by them cuz you can't handle it they were they were not as bad as like wish upon well Wish Upon's the best movie ever or made. Or that is like Horse Girl. They at least made like, well, at least Midsummer. it made, it made sense. It, I mean, it, it made sense. It was wacky and weird, but like for the most part, it made sense. Hereditary, I got lost. And by, and at the end I was like, I'm not going to be able to sleep for like months. Like it was so freaky at the end. Like, and I did. I don't. I still don't really understand fully the ending of it. It was super weird. But it sounds like it did what it was supposed to do, which is freak you out. Oh my god! Yeah, it did that. I'm gonna have to watch these. It was. I will. So I, can, I would watch Midsummer a thousand times over again before I watch Hereditary again. Like and he said, those are both on Prime. Mm-hmm. Tony. Uh, what's her name? Tony Collette. Is that her name? That's a person. Yeah, I think that's her. Um, she's in Hereditary, and she's such a good actress. I love her. She she is so versatile, and she gives a good performance. Like, can I just like spoil this for you? Uh, which one? Hereditary. Let's hold off on a spoiler for oh, that. But I want to. I really want to spoil it for you. Uh, let's do it off air. How about that? That way, our listeners don't get spoiled if they want to see this movie. Oh, That's freaky deaky. Fine. All right. But it was. Let me just say. Lots of headless people. Lots of headless things happening. Cool. In freaky ways, and that normally doesn't bother me. But it bothered me. It bothered me big time. The whole thing did. I'll, I'll have to see it. I need to see it. I'm not watching it with you. That's fine. <laughs> I'm not going to watch it again. I will never watch it again. It was so, it was so bad. You need to watch The Witch again since you watched it wrong. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say. Uh, so Midsummer kind of had the same, and even Hereditary to some extent, kind of had the same feel as The Witch where it's like a real slow burner yeah. up until like the very end where it where it all comes together and all the freaky things happen. So, I mean, there's like a couple freaky things through there, kind of weird things and, you know, little bits or whatever. But Hereditary, I'd say, was more jump scare than Midsummer. It wasn't even a lot of jump scare. It was just a little bit of jump scare in Midsummer. I mean, in Hereditary. Okay. I, it, 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 Hereditary, I thought, would be more grounded than Midsummer, but it definitely had a um, less supernatural yeah. element to it. Yeah, I... I need to watch that. I've I've heard I've heard good things about Hereditary. Obviously not from you, but from other people, I guess that like stuff like that. I think Midsummer was a better movie. See, I've never heard anybody say that, so that's interesting. Midsummer was a better movie than Hereditary. I've I have heard um, most of the people who recommend Hereditary also recommend like The Witch. Yeah, which I I think The Witch is really good. Yeah, 
<laughs> this past October, you know how like you're always like, I gotta watch scary movies. Yeah, I watched two scary movies uh, <laughs> in October. I watched The Witch and Wish Upon. <laughs> it was like Wish Upon was your palate cleanser. Yeah, like I saw The Witch, and I was like, man, wow, what a movie. Yeah, and then I saw Wish Upon, and I was like, what a film. <laughs> wow, wacky. I'm, I am entertained. I'm a happier, more fulfilled person because I have seen Wish Upon. To help cleanse the palate of after watching Hereditary, watch the Waffle Fart video like a few times. <laughs> Maybe post that. I love the Waffle Fart video. <laughs> it it's is so funny. good. Anyway. Okay, guys. I think we've taken up enough of your time. Thank you guys so much for again visiting us, for coming and spending time with us in our little, little section of the world. <laughs> Sorry. You can catch us on Twitter at pttd pod you can catch us on facebook paint the town dead instagram paint the town dead one word uh you could email us at pttd pod that's paint the town dead pttd pod at gmail.com uh what else i think that's about it um one last thing yeah just a reminder to everybody watch wish upon <laughs> don't watch hereditary maybe midsummer don't watch Horse Girl. Don't watch Horse Girl. Strong. God, no. that movie. That it, was such a disappointment because it, it did. It started off so strong and also was so funny with the with the dancing. Maybe, maybe yeah. don't do that. Yeah. Uh, maybe don't do that. Maybe don't do that. That's, I love that. That's that's the new. That's mm, maybe don't do. You that. You ever watch a movie and sometimes you're just like, that's now going to be part of my lexicon. I'm going to use that quite yeah. often. <laughs> maybe don't do that. Yeah. Maybe don't do that's going to be in there. Um, just like when I watched Snowpiercer like eight times mm-hmm. and it's like, and so it is. And so it is. And so I'd say this is so the it way. Is. We had, um, when I worked back up at Chick-fil-A, there was like a couple of friends there that also watched it and, and we were always just like, so it is. <laughs> Nerds. <laughs> yeah. But I say this is the way and that's also. Also me. nerd. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Okay. Guys, we'll see you next week. Um, have a safe week. Cough into your elbow. Wash your dang hands. And all that jazz. Be, be as safe as you can. Yes. Do your best. Yes. And forget the rest. Oh, I love it. Like they say on P90. What is that? P90X. Oh, The gosh. workout thing. I've never. That was the thing they always said. I didn't know. Do your best and forget the rest. Okay. That's it. We're, we're leaving with that. I did it. I killed it. Good job. Thanks, guys. Okay. We will see you next week. Okay. Bye. Goodbye.